constantly online, constantly apps and, you know, dating apps and emails and there's so little that's actually tangible anymore. And you don't realise how much you miss stuff like that. Thank you everyone for having been so patient with me while working on this next episode. I spent all of November traveling in the States, going to Summit in LA, which is this really incredible conference you should all go to. Um, and then I spent time in Minnesota for something really special I would actually like to share with you. The reason this podcast exists is in many ways to celebrate the art of conversation, something I have been learning about over the years with Krista Tippett, who's the host of the On Being podcast. If you have never listened to On Being, please do yourself a favor and head to onbeing.org. I promise you will not regret it. Um, so I was in Minnesota spending 10 days with Krista and her team and 10 incredible people. And all of us are part of the first On Being Fellowship. This means that we're super lucky to spend a whole year working with Kristen and her team and her broader community. Not really sure exactly what this collaboration is going to look like, but I'm personally interested in creating better links between different generations and different industries. So keep you posted on that, especially if you're in London, come say hi. There'll be a lot going on. I'm Victoria Stianova, and this is The Work We Do, a podcast about people redefining the meaning and purpose of work. So this episode is a little bit of an experiment. I am speaking to two wonderful guests today. This is Seb Camilleri and Duncan Woods, the founders of Satori. Satori is a printed journal which aims to be a place for quietness, contemplation and inspiration. The magazine is filled with thought-provoking articles and really breathtaking imagery that aim to improve the reader's mental well-being. We clearly need a magazine like that in 2017. <laughs> Uh, the first issue of Satori was focused on stillness and guests included the amazing Pico Iyer, who was the guest editor for the magazine. Isn't that amazing? Uh, the second issue was just released a few weeks ago and it's all about change. To find out where you can grab a copy, just go to findsatori.com. So today I'm speaking with Duncan and Seb. So let me tell you a little bit more about my two guests. Duncan Woods is a senior art director and designer with over 10 years of experience in magazines, marketing and advertising. Over the years, Duncan became amazed by how strongly words can resonate to the reader and change the way we think and interpret the world around us. He's passionate about creating a platform where content like this can live. Seb Camilleri is an incredible London-based artist. He has spent the last four years working as production director for artist Idris Cam. Seb's work focuses on how we are affected by the landscapes and architecture around us. I learned a new term, 
psychogeography, which means what is the effect that urban and rural spaces have on the emotions and behaviors of individuals. This is what Seb's work is all about. It's really, really fascinating. Uh, so this is today's show. Welcome back. I always start by asking people what their current state of mind is. This is Seb's answer. Well, funnily enough, um, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a change time for me. Mm -hmm. Thinking of uh, changing my job role uh, in my working life. Uh, working in one place for five and a half years, but I'm going to try and go freelance and sort of be on there maybe like two or three days a week, but then concentrate on Satori in the other side of that and my own photography work. So it feels like quite a big deal to be approaching my boss and a friend at the same time who are quite close to yeah. where, how, how I'm going to go through this change really and how I'm going to approach it with him. Um, so that's my kind of current state of mind. You're hearing the wise words of Seb Camilleri. This is Duncan speaking. In a similar situation, I've just finished a nine-month contract, which has just come to an end, and I'm just about to start a new, a new full-time position. So yeah, it's a transitory period for me as well. So it's a certain degree of anxiety that goes along with that. You know, the fear of the unknown, insecurity. Am I good enough? You know, will I do a good job at the new place? Are they going to like me? You know, all the things that go through normal people's heads. Yeah. In these kind of times. Well, it's quite funny because the origin of this podcast is a very uncomfortable feeling with transition mm -hmm. and me being like oh my god why is it that I'm always in transition and if transition is the norm then should we just embrace it a little bit more mm -hmm. and uh, take it as part of the creative process instead of something that is oh Shied away from big me. thing yeah yeah, yeah. So, I think it's definitely true I mean in, in this era where people stay in jobs you know people used to stay in jobs for lifetimes mm -hmm. you know our parents generation or generation before you know you'd become an apprentice you would you know learn a skill learn a trade and 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 work there for life more often than not you know and now people are are moving around more especially within the creative industry and um i think that like you said it, it leaves a lot of people not really knowing what their purpose is, not feeling settled, and, and might lead to some of the anxiety problems that we're seeing, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the society at the moment. So I think it's a good thing to definitely think about how, or rethink about how we look at it. Yeah. So both of you mentioned change, uh, and that happens to be the theme of the second edition of Satori. Why, why that? Why change? Well... Um, after the the first issue, the theme being stillness, um, we kind of it went it went it went so much better than we hoped. I mean, we we obviously hoped it would do well, and we felt confident that people would like it. But you never know for sure. And we received, you know, attention from both professional and personal um, sides, and. And people writing to us telling us that the magazine had helped them through something or had helped mm -hmm. them to see something a different way, which was really the desired response. So we kind of got that that second album syndrome to a degree where it was 
we need to not mess up the next one. <laughs> so we fought long and hard about what the next issue should be. And, and we, we wanted to do something that, that was going to maintain the, the, the elements that people liked about the first one. A lot of people talked about the mindfulness. And I think it's, it's important to say that we never really intended it to be a mindfulness magazine. The first issue became um, quite mindfulness orientated because of the, the theme, we think. But we always wanted it to be inspiring. We wanted it to be a mixture of spirituality and, and philosophy and, and science and, and all different um, different ways of looking at things and, and, a, and a platform where they could all live side by side, like none getting more attention than the other. Um, but the whole mindfulness thing was really a pleasant kind of accident and a lot of people were drawn to it. So we had to make sure that we kept that element of mindfulness, but but didn't just do the same thing again, mm -hmm. basically. We were very aware that we didn't just want to repeat the first magazine with some new pictures and some new essays. So the topic of change appealed to us. We thought that it was something that was quite open to interpretation. Um, obviously, you've got political change, you've got climate change, you know, you've got personal change. Um, and, you know, we thought that there was a lot of scope there for people to write a lot of interesting stuff. Mm. Um, that was, you know, both mindful and philosophical, but also poignant. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, I think, we wanted that sort of feel to carry on from the first one into the second one, and that subject would allow that kind of transition. Mm -hmm. um, not to be the same thing, but on a similar sort of line. Um, yeah. But was mindfulness really unintentional like I, I don't really believe it because in the beginning you were saying that you both of you are fascinated how words can leap off a page and become something else and give you um a new perspective and calm you down and really create a cocoon in a, the crazy life that we have to have this um spaciousness and I know you both you're interested in like words and imagery and but I think it creates almost a new type of architecture where it's a sensorial experience that is provided by um, media that we have around us all the time. It's not like a VR crazy uh, thing, but it's very simple and very pure and does affect your, like your soul. Yeah. I, I, what, what I mean, to clarify, like, it wasn't that mindfulness wasn't on our radar at all. It was, it was always... Um, a part of what we were we were doing, but it was never the intention to make a mindfulness magazine. Mm, okay. um, personally, you know, my the reason I wanted to make the magazine was because I I love to read, and I will re I for years now I've read everything from you know I'm not religious personally. I like to think of myself as having a spiritual side, but I you know I'm not Christian. I'm not Buddhist. I'm not you know. Catholic, I'm not any kind of prescribed religion, but I will gladly read about religion mm. and I enjoy hearing people's perspectives on on life and on the universe and on the meaning of life. Equally, I might read philosophy or listen to Alan Watts. Um, or I love I might, Alan Watts. I like, might read a, <laughs> um, you know, a, a, a self-help book um, or something interesting like um, Oliver Berkman, who kind of puts a fresh spin on... Um, you know, self-help and kind of looks at stuff in a kind of new and interesting way and, and works out what works for him. So 
I love digesting things from all angles, and that includes mindfulness as, as well as science um, and philosophy. But my real idea was to put together one kind of neutral, unbiased platform where these things could all coexist. Mm -hmm. um, and there would be a set theme, and then everyone could just write whatever their thing was, whether, they, whether it was scientific, philosophical, or artistic, or just, you know, a nice thought about something, you know, all in one place, and no one was better than anyone else, and no one was getting any more attention. I mean, there's purpose, we purposely left out contents page, we purposely left out page numbers, we perfectly left out cover lines, because we didn't want people skipping mm. through to read their favourite writers, you know, and ignoring everyone else. We wanted it to really be... Yeah something that people explored and and when I spoke to Seb about my idea it just it was just luck that he or coincidence that he was about to start an art project based on um, a quote from Pico Ia, um which was uh, what's the stillness book? The Art yeah, of Stillness. The Art of Stillness, yeah, an amazing book and um, also an amazing TED talk and um, there was a wider quote which actually included the words stillness is our workplace so the, the, the words stillness is our workplace sometimes our battlefield came from a larger section of text which had inspired Seb to write um, and inspired Seb to start this project um, and we decided to cut it down in the end to, to make it a bit more concise but essentially we realised that what I was saying and what, what Seb wanted to do the two things could could come together mm. and form one thing, you know, art and words on a theme, essentially, and that was kind of how Satori was born. Yeah, responding to that quote, and not, you know, the way, as Duncan touched on, the way it's designed, everything in there is designed to have space around it, so mm -hmm. you could kind of link that back to the mindfulness aspect of it, and um, otherwise, you know, we could have just designed a book of just words. Yeah, but we wanted everything to be broken up, have space. Yeah, we we purposely ponder on it. Chose you know the paper stock very meticulously and and everything around who printed it because we wanted the whole thing to be a sensory experience, as you said. It is a sensory experience. Look at it. And um, a lot of people have commented. More people have commented on that than we than we ever anticipated actually. And um, yeah, Seb was just about to say. Just been to GF Smith. Yeah, we just uh, just been over at GF Smith Papers, just choosing the stock for the next one. So that was really good to get down there and see just the breadth of everything they have, and uh, yeah. a few different things to the next issue, which we're going to incorporate um, a few different stocks, and uh, just really sort of emphasise what was popular about the first one, or hope to. You know, the tactile quality, spending mm. time over it, uh, feel of the paper, etc. Are you familiar with um, the poet Elizabeth Alexander? She talks about words that shimmer, no. which I found really beautiful. And uh, she has a great podcast on on being with Krista, mm. where okay. they talk about that. And it's just words that arrest you and really. Um, intrigue you in some way and I find that the whole magazine has that where you really want to dive deep in everything and just it's like a refuge you know mm -hmm. it's a place where you can just go and everything is designed to make you 
feel yeah. good, which yeah. is so, it's such a great gift. Thank it you is. for making <laughs> that <laughs> happen. Yeah, funnily enough, yeah, Stack Magazines did a, um, a review on their website of it and they called it a magazine to retreat to. Yeah, That's well, so beautiful. And um, we nice. really, we really loved that, yeah. Yeah, or well, return to, like you said, like a refuge. It's something you would put on your shelf and come back to a year or two down the line, you know, it's a reference. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, a lot of magazines that are quite sort of throw away or of yeah. them, you know, it's, we're hoping to create something that lasts a, a bit more time than that. And but I think it's because you're, you're giving uh, people a moment in an atmosphere, you're not giving them just content to consume and information to, to digest, you're giving them a pleasurable sensory experience and you're saying, hey, here, if you're feeling a bit something, this is where you can root yourself in. And, you know, it's like when you remind yourself of, wait, what is it that makes me really happy and really content? You know, well, I like texture and art and warm drinks. And, (laughs) you know, like if if you want to immediately reconnect with yourself when you when you're feeling a little bit you know uh just daily life does that yeah Yeah. feeling ungrounded feeling a bit like oh is this momentum or am i going too fast is Mm. this uh exciting or about that so much in our modern lives with all the technology you we forget how little we are actually engaging with real things yeah. You know, like constantly online, constantly, you know, apps and, you know, dating apps and emails and, you know, you there's so little that's actually tangible anymore. And um, I don't think that we realise how much we miss it until we pick something up. Mm. That, and I'm not just talking about Satori, you know, me and Seb have just been at G.F. Smith, as we said, looking through all these paper stocks and you're there. They've all got these microscopic different textures yeah. and you're there like rubbing them going oh this is nice and you don't realize how much you miss stuff like that until until you're mm. presented with it again actually yeah i'm just reading this book on touch right now which is it's so fun mm. you just forget about why is it that we're tactile beings mm. so great so this is why the magazine is also an analog form and you decided not to do something online yeah, well, we we have discussed it um, to date. In my my take on it is that we haven't found something that we feel is the right way of doing it okay. online. We we wouldn't want to just turn it into a website. Yeah, um, it's not really what we're going for. No, it's that sort of thing again where you're in danger of just clicking through it, you know, swiping through it very quickly because the medium. Makes you go fast, yeah. Yeah, and it's tricky. Yeah, um, we do want it to reach more people, and obviously, we're not anti-online by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) We just we want it to reach as many people as possible, and um, we've discussed different ways of doing it. Um, As of yet, we haven't really landed on a way of of getting it online that we feel is is right. I find this really cool because. In an age where you can make a website in 10 minutes, uh, making a magazine, a paper magazine that's distributed in the real world, it's like a crazy ambitious project. Mm. Distributed by hand. Magazines in a suitcase. Yeah, all our own distribution, yeah. At the well, what was the 
what was that leap the moment when you said yes we can definitely do this because we all have these projects that we you know we dream of you're like oh i would like to have a gallery one day and i would love to write a book and there are all these things that we want to do and we feel we yeah. feel that we want to explore that but the creative confidence to say hell yes we're doing a magazine how did that happen um i think the main the, the turning point with that was right this isn't a pipe dream was when um our first letter went out to pico Aya because we based you know we approached him, him saying we've chosen this quote from your book and i don't think either of us really fully expected any response anytime soon from anyone let, let alone him so you literally just called email pico and said hi yeah. Yeah. wow i love yeah. it we, we emailed him and explained the concept that we were trying to do and um you know this was me and seb to be clear me and seb have known each other since we were about 13 and um you wouldn't well, tell you look very very far <laughs> you look very distant right now <laughs> and, um, and um you know we obviously we both studied design and art and illustration over the years and we both worked in the industry for 10 11 12 years now and over the course of the last decade we have had numerous ideas <laughs> mm. in various yeah. different guises i mean all of them loosely associated with the idea of creating some sort of platform i think but we you know we've worked on on ideas and they've fallen by the wayside like you said and um to a, to to a degree and it sounds cliche but maybe this one was just right you know mm. like it was just it was just the right time for both of us we both had the right amount of experience we both had the, a bit of money that we could put behind it and um we both had reached a point where we really felt that we needed to do something mm. for ourselves and not for someone else and i think like said said we we emailed pico and and asked him if he would be involved and we didn't expect any reply let alone a positive one and he got back to us within a couple of days. If, if, Amazing. If and was just straight away was like, it's a great idea. I love the concept. Um, here's something I've written that's never been published. And which was the um, one that he wrote on the silence beneath the public babble. And um, he also, you know, bashed off a, a foreword or a preliminary foreword for us within like a day because he was that excited about the project. And when you get that kind of feedback from someone who's written for every major magazine in the world, oh, yeah. and not to mention his own books, you just think, oh, maybe we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was it. There was no sort of like, Turn right, back. we have to do it now. That's incredible. Yeah, so. and I can't, I don't know if he'll ever hear this, I hope he will, but I can't express how much I feel we owe to him for his support. And he's probably the nicest person I've ever come across. Yeah, he's just so he's so calm and respectful and and complimentary and and just you know very positive person. I think reading him talking about travel and feeling out of place and uh, you know how like what is home? Where do you belong? Like all these questions that he has explored. You know, at a time where there was still fax machines yeah. <laughs> and uh, that were not um commonly understood and, and now i think we're like oh okay th this is really really important and it's 
issues that more and more people are facing. What does mm. it mean to work remotely? Uh, where do you belong? What is, um, what's nationality? Like all these big questions mm, that he's yeah. addressing in such an elegant way. Yeah, I guess from a sort of generational point of view, and I hope if he ever does listen to this, he forgives me, but he might have been one of the sort of first generations mm. of, of, of yeah, people who have witnessed this sort of explosion in uh, yeah. ease of ease of sort of global transport and the way we communicate with each other um, compared to like people who were born in our generation yeah like global soul for me was such an important yeah. read I was like oh I am not crazy there is someone else experiencing this yeah <laughs> but people are just born into that now where it's just like well that's the thing you do you just fly off here fly off there mm-hmm. and work in but you also get to pick and choose and I think that's something that he talks about beautifully where you get to decide which elements of culture you identify with and make them your own mm. and that's so special it's yeah. it comes with a lot of um, a lot of anxiety and a lot of freedom at the same time is that you you're responsible for <laughs> how you're crafting your life yeah and I think people didn't have that to my point earlier you know people didn't used to have that much control over their own lives and, mm. and um, you know you did one job for life and and you never really had much aspirations above you know the, the level of um, society you were born into mm. and now you know people are, are, are brought up to feel like they can achieve anything, which is fantastic. The, the flip side of, of being told you can achieve anything is that if you don't achieve something, um, you might feel like you failed yeah. in some way. And I think Oliver Berkman deals with that um, really well in one of his books on happiness um, when he talks about, you know, and Alan Watts touched on this all the time, you're constantly brought up to feel like you're looking to achieve something it's always like you know get good marks at school get into a good secondary mm. school get into a good college get a good job you know get a promotion blah, blah, blah. where does it stop you know yeah. and um and when you think you would you know you pin all your hopes on on achieving one thing to get you happiness and you get it and you still don't feel happy then well i like that you're countering that in a way I with the so. magazine that you're saying actually wait have you sat down to reflect on some big questions and mm. I think that's really beautiful when you get all of these different points of view then it really pushes you to be still for a bit and think well, what do I think about this how did I experience this topic mm. um, but how are you countering your own ambition with uh, you know stillness and taking things slowly are you uh, taking it as it goes or do you have some madly ambitious plans for Satori? We never we don't see Satori as a as a money making enterprise. It's not for us something that we're doing to try to make money. In fact I mean we pledge to donate the proceeds of issue one to two different charities, the Meditation Trust and Calm, which is the campaign against living miserably, which is a male suicide prevention charity and um, we thought that was important because we were asking a lot of people to donate their time and energy and and creativity for free. Um, We would love to make some money out of it in the future but not at the risk of of sacrificing what we feel is Mm. unique about it. We've been, in that vein, we've been really lucky that 
we have had that luxury of time with it as well. We had no sort of outside pressure saying it's got to be done now, it's got to be done mm. by this date. We've set our own dates, our own parameters, really. And what has that process been like, that creative process was of finding um, all the artists and writers? How do you go about that? It's so rich and unexpected, everything. I'm like, oh, what is this one going to be? Oh, um, never yeah. thought about this. I don't know. It's Again, we've been very lucky, I think. A lot of people um, are very willing to contribute. Um, especially now they've seen the first issue. Uh, yeah. This... People have come to us this time and said, oh, I've seen it in the shop, like, I'd like to submit. Um, other than that, we've, we've, you know, we just, either people we know, through people we know, or... People, people we've, seen we've just discovered, yeah. thought that would work really well, we need to approach them. Sometimes you just get flat out, no response. Well, I guess you had a lot of success with Pico, so you have uh, yeah. uh, quite a lot of... Again, you know, we owe them a lot, I think, because <clears throat> with the first issue... Being able to name drop Pigo here helped, I think, would probably to convince a lot of other people to, to get involved. Um, he's very well respected and, and well known. I mean, in terms of the actual workload, we tend to split it between myself and, and Seb as I deal with the writers and Seb deals with okay. the images and the artists. So obviously we both curate it together and, and oversee everything as a, as a partnership, but on a day-to-day I will be the person who goes to and from with the writers mm. and um, Seb will be the person who goes to and from with the artists. And do we know what the third magazine is going to be about? Ooh, do we want to announce that? Um, Please! <laughs> we, we, we only kind of discuss. well, we've been discussing it for weeks now. But what is the provisional third theme <laughs> that might change? So we're not announcing, confirming anything, we're just we're suggesting. I feel fairly... Yeah, I think it's. I think it'd be good to talk about it. Yeah, let me just get out my definition of what it means. So I can oh my god, so mysterious, guys! Uh, it's, it's, I just want to make sure that we've got the. Um, can you please make one about lightness at some point? About what? Lightness, about feeling light. 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 Like weightless. Yeah. Oh, lightness. Lightness, but it also has light in it, as in light. Oh, so it's kind of. Great, just just saying. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah, so I just <laughs> wanted to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could lead into the next issue, really. Yeah, it's well, quite a broad topic again. Yeah. What we've what we've la- we've been discussing it for a few weeks now, and what we've um, we've had lots of ideas. Um, we wanted to do something um, ultimately to do with the senses, uh, and again, you know that as we've talked about, you know tactile qualities and and sensory experiences and stuff being quite key to the magazine we thought we could do something to do with the senses and how we perceive stuff and Mm, um, everything from sound we've got some interesting people that we want to work with on on that and um obviously like it'll work well for the type of imagery we have in Mm -hmm. here everything's very kind of like landscape and nature based but we could also get into um, materials and, and textures and, and interesting stuff. Sign like me that. up for that so one. <laughs> the, the working um, title, which I think we're fairly set on, would be um, issue three. Would be the issue of aesthetics, and um, aesthetics in the in the dictionary means um, a set of principles concerned with the nature and appreciation of beauty. 
So really, that's the broader topic. Mm. It will be looking at, you know, what is your interpretation of beauty? You know, nature, obviously sound, um, and all sorts. And, and um, hopefully we can, we can get some really interesting stuff mm. going with that. Oh, this is so great. I'm so excited. Take it in another direction again. Yeah. The kind of, definitely the kind of visual content. Or I hope both visual and written content. But, you know, I can imagine showing sculptural works in a completely sort of sound immersive things. And even stuff to do with more... um, you know, fashion-related, I think, mean, you know, with, with clothing and textures mm. and um, people who are making stuff out. I mean, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of advancements recently in kind of recycled mm. um, materials and, and denim made out of, you know, recycled materials and, and clothing and stuff, and that could be interesting to explore as well. What are three words that are present in your headspace right now? You can have separate brains for this question. <laughs> I know you guys are very. I, mean, I, I really treat this in a very pure mindfulness way and say anxiety, um, tension, um, but also positivity. Okay. Um, I think I need to say acceptance. Um, Readiness and awesomeness and just <laughs> awesomeness. Um, no, I, I feel relaxed actually. Okay. Yeah. So acceptance, relaxed, and readiness. You're that will change the mind. <laughs> very, very rapidly tomorrow. But right now, that's what I'm trying to. Are you feeling on. relaxed at the end of yeah. our chat? Then I'm happy. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. But you need to come back for the next issue. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Deal. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. This was Seb and Duncan from Satori Magazine. In the next episode, you'll be hearing from Travis King. An amazing guy I had the chance to meet during the Chateau Retreat, which you have already heard about. And Travis works at Remote Year, one of the companies making a lot of noise in our space. Stay tuned. <laughs>